pray, guys. God, thank you for the chance to meet this morning. I pray that this, uh, this time is, is used wisely, that we learn the, the reliability of the Bible and how we can know that it's trustworthy, not just because the Bible says it is, but because of other historical and significant things that are, other people have said about it, that we know that's true. Um, uh, we can use that and know that it's reliable, that we can uh, share other people and show them the truth that is in those words. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. So first we're going to look at how unique the Bible is compared to other documents of, of ancient time. So the Bible, for one thing, the Bible is unique in its survival. And really a few different things of how it survived through time. And so the first one, I guess, is survival through time. Uh, it was, you know, the Bible is written on material that, that perishes, correct? It was written on, you know, parchment or reeds or other scrolls. Those things, over time... They die, right? They mess up. They fall apart. And so being written on material that perishes, so it had to be copied and recopied for hundreds of years before the invention of the, pen, the printing press. It did not diminish it, uh, the Bible's style or the correctness nor the existence of the Bible. So the Bible, compared with other ancient writings, has more manuscript evidence than any ten pieces of classical literature combined. And that's what this is going to be here in a little bit to show you how it compares sex up to other books that people don't even consider, don't even have a second thought, is as authentic. And so there's also survival through persecution. The Bible has withstood vicious attacks uh, of its enemies as no other book ever has. Uh, many have tried to burn it, tried to ban it, and outlaw it from the days of Roman emperors uh, to present-day communist-dominant countries. So the people have been around and been trying to burn, burn or ban or do away with the Bible at some point in time. And so it survived through those things. Voltaire, he was a, uh, a French French dude, I guess, yeah, who, who did not believe in the Bible, did not believe in what it taught. And he, he died in 1788, 1778, and he said that in 100 years from his time, so in 1878, that Christianity would be swept from existence and pass into history. That's what, his, that's what he professed before he died, that Christianity would be gone in 100 years. No. I mean, obviously it's not true. Voltaire. Yeah. Well, he was, he was a guy who spoke out a lot against Christianity. Yeah, French, French guy. And so, so like I said, so he, he said that in 100 years, Christianity would be swept away. But what happened, Voltaire has passed into history while the circulation of the Bible continues to increase in almost all parts of the world. And... Uh, the, the irony of the story is only after only 50 years after his death, they actually used, or the Geneva Bible Society actually used his own printing press and his own house to produce hundreds and hundreds of Bibles. I bet that's a haunted house. So that's, that's kind of a cool irony to that old story. So because the Bible is unique and its survival does not prove that the Bible is the Word of God. Don't, don't like freak I'm like, you know, speaking heresy and things. Let's that statement again. Because the Bible is unique in its survival does not prove that the Bible is the Word of God. But it does prove it stand, stands alone against other books. So anyone seeking truth ought to consider a book that has the qualifications that the Bible has. I mean, just, that's just one thing, the survival. Now we're going to look at some other stuff. It survived through criticism uh, throughout the, the centuries. No other book has been so chopped, knived, sifted, scrutinized, and vilified than the Bible. Uh, so what book on philosophy or religion or psychology um, 
or letters of classical or modern times has been subject to such a mass attack as the Bible. There's no, nothing else. Um, there's a guy named Nelson Gleck. He was the former president of the Jewish Theological Seminary uh, at the Hebrew Union College in Cincinnati. This is what he said. He was an archaeologist. He goes, I've been accused of teaching the verbal plenary inspiration of the Scripture. Uh, I once understood that I have never taught this. All I have ever said is that in all, my, all of my archaeological investigation, I have never found one artifact of antiquity that contradicts any statements of the Word of God. And this is just one guy of many archaeologists who have, over years and centuries, have just only discovered things that prove the reliability of the Bible, yes. Yeah, like the, um, the discovery of that giant wooden boat on the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 In Turkey. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's, I mean, there's been nothing but evidence upon evidence upon evidence to corroborate what the, the Bible says. Um, that's just another cool thing. And so, so I want you guys to understand this. What we are establishing here in this time together is that the circle reliability of the Scripture, not as inspiration. So today we're not going to look at the inspired Word of God as being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write down the stuff. Does that make sense? I'm not looking, we're, not, I mean, we're going to get to that eventually in this class, but not, that's not our purpose for today. Our purpose is looking at the historical reliability. Because some people, you tell them, they ask you, is the Bible real? And you say, well, first, you know, first Timothy 4.12, you know, that's not Second Timothy 3.16. Yeah. All Scripture is inspired by God or God breathed. If they don't believe the Bible, they're not going to believe that, right? And so this is other ways that we can show them the truth that is in the Word of God because other things said so outside of the Bible. Does that make sense? So it's good to have those things. So the historical reliability of the Scripture should be tested by the same uh, criteria that all historical books should be tested. That makes sense, right? It's an historical book. It should be tested the same way. So there are three basic principles of, of historiography. They are the bibliographical test, which is what this is, the internal evidence test, and the external evidence test. Wait, wait, wait. Three basic what? Basic principles uh, determine the historiography of uh, an ancient which is? text. The bibliographical test, test, which is what this is up here. Bibliographical. The internal evidence test. Internal and external. Internal, external. <laughs> I had to say that one. 